Previously on the Twistcast. Last time on the Twistcast, we talked about Black Widow, the latest entry in the MCU after about a year's worth of delay. Yeah. Um, got to see it in theaters. It was pretty awesome. So yeah, if we you want to side by side, it's great. Yeah. Uh, if you want to know our thoughts on Black Widow, check out the last Twistcast. Uh, you can find it on any of the platforms that you've been listening to us on. And uh, now let's move on to tonight. So, Mike, who do we have with us? So tonight we have a friend of the pod, Pods. We have two shows. Uh, he's been on our live show. He has a uh, he's part of a awesome podcast. If you have not heard it, what's your spaghetti policy podcast? Check it out wherever you get your podcasts. We have my friend Alex. What's up, Alex? Yay. What do they do? <laughs> Round of applause. Yeah. when does uh, so, when does when does the guesthood like expire when is um it- well now because you've been on mike's thick stack you've been on our was, i don't know if it was wednesday or it was thursday thursday is matchup so it was a thursday night extravaganza bonanza implosion explosion march matchups mm-hmm. uh and then your olympics at super <laughs> olympics yeah it, it's going it's going crazy now uh and now you're on Swisscast. so this is you filled out the the guest punch card. So there we go. Well, triple threat right here. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't have any like you know you know I'm following a guest from a few weeks ago. Well, you know I don't have that kind of resume. I'm, I may have to start like a spaghetti con or something. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Get a little fettuccine. Yeah. Would it would it be like it could just be like spaghetti fest, right? Yeah. I mean, I'd be down for that. Yeah. yeah I, I don't. I would love that. I feel like you're not a human if you couldn't get down with that at all. There's just so many good types of spaghetti. Or pasta, pasta. in general. Yeah. All the different sauces and stuff. Oh, so, oh, many sauces. so many different variations. Okay. Anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> what have Sorry. we got going on tonight, Mike? <laughs> okay. Well, we are going to talk about Loki and the long Halloween. Uh, before I hop into news, though, Alex, do you want to plug your socials and stuff? Uh, Twitter is Spag Policy Pod uh instagram is spaghetti policy podcast uh and i believe that is twitch is twitch.tv slash lords of spaghetti and that is the only places we are you can find us on itunes spotify wherever you can get a podcast the usual gambit the usual samsung refrigerator yeah it's there it's there (laughs) yeah well soon probably ask alexa she'll be like sure (laughs) (laughs) i guess if you want it if you must (laughs) you sure yeah. something you really want all right uh i'll go ahead and get, get into the news now we'll zoom through this and we'll get to our our topics here so starting as always with comic book news uh there was a new dc uh, human target title that was announced and it will feature the justice league international it's being penned by tom king um it well. looks like the art is going to be bananas like real bananas um like real bananas it's like they, real they die they die the banana like, like mash Chiquita? it up <laughs> they mash up the banana like gwen stefani the sh- and then you mm, questionable you hand motion like this yeah yeah you, you mash <laughs> up the banana <laughs> anyway, like, like, anyway i'm just gonna go ahead and move on uh it looks like uh it's like ripped almost right out of the 50s with a lot of the art style so i think that'll be really cool uh also super- sam will hate it then oh yeah <laughs> i'm not i'm not not gonna read it <laughs> so thanks for the heads up wait are you fine with like stills or is just the animation <sighs> it really depends man the big blue meanies i mean that's just in a book and i can't even look at it so i have no idea what you're talking about so i'm just gonna roll with it yeah 
We'll we'll see. Anyway, it's a, it's, like, a, it's a we'll dude, see situation. We are so off topic. Oh, I yeah, do this. This is my fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is going to be a three and a half hour podcast. Yep. Uh, uh, Superman, <laughs> Superman and the Authority uh, went on sale uh, on July 20th as planned, but the other three issues of the Forge series are being delayed. Uh, it was planned to run Shocker. twice monthly, but it, the schedule slows it down to monthly with the exception of the final issue uh, due to retailer feedback. And that, that, that last part doesn't make me feel entirely confident, but mm. is what it is. Well, and then Superman, the authority, their first single drops next week with Sonic Kal-El. Um, so <laughs> sure. Check that out before any of the issues come out. I'm sure. He'll, I'm sure he'll love it. Um, <laughs> there's a justice league and suicide squad crossover with some horror stuff. They will be fighting uh, vampires in justice league. And uh, zombies in Suicide Squad, it's Task Force Z uh, in October. So that, that should be fun. It should be some, some good times in there. Um, so the X-Men creators want to hold a new Hellfire Gala and uh, a new X-Men team election every year, which I think is kind of cool. Freshens the team up at least once a year. Uh, get some fresh celebrity cameos in a comic book, I guess. I don't know. Uh, just move it around, you know? Keep it fresh. Uh, Fantastic Four number 34 was scheduled to go on sale on July 14th, but then got delayed to July 28th. And whatever. 24th. <laughs> no, it's two weeks. It's two weeks. Come on. Anyway, anyway, uh, whatever postponed that has has apparently had some trickle down because uh, Fantastic Four 35 got pushed uh, until September. So there's nothing in August for Fantastic Four, if you were, uh, you know, into that kind of thing. It's really not uh, fantastic. Go ahead. Yep. The release dates are not fantastic. And uh, Marvel is doing a Latinx hero celebration of past, present, and future uh, in a Comunidade special. So there's a lot of... Um, <laughs> that's what it says. Uh, so there's America. Uh, Chavez is in there. Um Miles is in there and a bunch of other um, uh, Marvel Latinx heroes. Moving on to Worlds of DC. Worlds. Thank you. Thank you. I need it. Uh, Margot Robbie says she's taking a break from Harley Quinn. Um, she Good. said she's basically done it for, for like three straight years. Oh. And it's, it's a lot. More than that. Oh, well. Well, I mean, look. She did okay, maybe not 20, 2020 doesn't count, right? Maybe not I mean, straight years. I guess. Uh, but it's, it's it's been a lot. She said she'd, she'd gladly come back to it if there was something for her. But, you know. Uh, Colin Farrell says money. <laughs> money. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Pay me. Uh, Colin Farrell says that his Batman screen time is only about nine minutes long. Uh, how do you... I, I mean, I feel like it's that's good. It's great. I, I feel like that just means that they're using him as like an actual purpose. Like he was just going to be there kind of like drive the plot forward, but not like oversays welcome. And what's already turning out to be a little bit of blood movie. So yeah. Oh, plus, plus like, like you save him for a sequel. Yeah. Cause he's, he's penguin. So, I mean, it's, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Uh, so I saw this story. It was kind of interesting. Idris Elba joined suicide squad without knowing who he was playing. Like at all, he was just like James Gunn was like, "Hey, you try to do this?" And he was like, "Yeah." <laughs> so if that man either wanted that paycheck or has a lot of confidence in James Gunn, or both, <laughs> they don't have to be mutually exclusive. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely uh, 
super confidence in James Gunn because if you're going on to a DC movie, like at that point, yeah, like, yeah, hey, you want to be on DC movie, not know the part, like I'd be like, fuck that, no way. <laughs> James like, Gunn's directing. <laughs> All right, okay, okay. Sure. like probably the only person, but besides like Chris Nolan. So yeah. the longest gestating movie I've ever seen in my entire life, Black Adam has finally finished filming. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be reshoots, so we're, we're not done, done. Yeah, We're not done, done. But, but we're at least farther along. Done enough. Uh, <laughs> uh, so there's a, there's a meme going around of Michael B. Jordan and Thanos uh, because he is now, because this just broke today, he's producing and will potentially star in a black superman limited series for hbo max playing val zod and it was like people were like <laughs> it's like michael b jordan seeing these these rumors and he was like fine i'll do it myself i was like yes <laughs> that's fine by me that's okay uh, <laughs> uh so there's a there's a meme going around of michael b jordan and thanos uh because he is now because this just broke today he's producing and will potentially star in a black superman limited series for hbo max playing val zod and it was like people were like <laughs> it's like michael b jordan seeing these these rumors and he was like fine i'll do it myself i was like yes <laughs> that's fine by me that's okay uh we talked about this uh at as of time of recording last night on the live show batgirl will be played in by in the heights actress leslie grace in uh the hbo max movie uh, production on the first season of Peacemakers wrapped. Uh, we have Victoria Cardiga- uh, Cardigana playing Renee Montoya in season three of Batwoman. The interesting thing here is she played Montoya on Gotham. So um, are we just multiverse in this thing all the way? No, no, no. just stop. No, no. no? We're it's just almost like they have no idea what they're doing and they're it's just throwing one-off. stuff against the wall. It's funny that you say that. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we got a voice actor list for the uh, new Injustice animated film. Is it weird that this upsets me? Why does it upset you? Because it's not the people that are in the game who literally voice the people in the cartoon. It, it should be, but they're, they, you know. Uh, so also, they have- the animation, it's like we're, they're, they're trying to start over, right? This is supposed to be like the first of the next things for dc animation and it looks exactly the fucking same as it does in like 2012 they haven't changed style once except for like fucking batman ninja uh, my gaslight well we'll talk about okay there's been a little the the variances here and there <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what is happening right now so some of the voice stars are justin hartley as superman Anson Mount is Batman. I'm actually kind of excited to hear that one. Love that guy's voice. Uh, Laura Bailey is Lois Lane. Um, we have Brian Delaney is Green Lantern. Brandon Michael Hall, Hall is Cyborg. Uh, Jillian Jacobs is Harley Quinn. Uh, really? Yuri, Yuri huh. Lowenthal is Mirror Master. Uh, Flash and Shazam. Um, so is this based off? Of, this is based off a of comic book. Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing. Okay. I'm guessing. Yeah, because Mirror Master's not in it. Uh-uh. I'll try Fred Taschiori uh, as Captain Adam. He usually plays like Grunty Grundy types. He's like Grundy. He's Grundy in Long Halloween. He's Hulk generally. Um, so that one kind of uh, pulled 
pulled me off guard. Well, he's um, Grundy and Long Halloween. He really knocked that out of the park on that. Yeah, one. it's that's real hard. He, <laughs> but his vocal quality for some reason just works as he's like big ofi characters um so i thought the interesting thing here uh that would catch your uh, eye here alex rick morales who did um mortal kombat legend scorpion's revenge is producing producing it and justice league darks matt peters is directing uh from a script by the guy who wrote hush which scares me a little bit so laura bailey was supergirl in injustice too by the way oh yeah nice yeah. I mean, the Hush thing, as long as they, like, can stick to the story and not just ruin it in the last five minutes, I'm okay with it. Because, like, everything else in that movie was great. It's just that, that last five minutes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. It's a hard watch. And then also, any community fans out there, Jillian Jacobs playing Harley Quinn as Brody yep. Perry on Community. Oh. And to cool. spin off of your Mortal Kombat thing, I don't know if you've talked about it, probably not, but... Uh, Battle of the Realms comes out in like three weeks. It's the sequel to Scorpion's Revenge. Oh, nice. Hmm. We're just, you guys are just dropping knowledge out here. I'm I mean, so proud do you see the shirt one. that I'm wearing? I mean, do you see this shirt that I'm wearing? I know, but like, <laughs> mine, mine is an MK version of my own stuff. <laughs> is it, is it weird to wear your own stuff, by the way? No, uh, no I've done it like multiple times. Okay. <laughs> On the live Got show, to. like, I come, I come up here in the wintertime and I'm wearing that Swiss Cave hoodie. No shame. Uh, and the punny story I have here, the Flash showrunner doesn't see the series slowing down anytime soon and could run several more seasons. Uh -huh. I love it. Thank you. So this mm -hmm. was fun. I'm going to leave. <laughs> so I don't know what you all think about it, but do, like, does it remind you of like Power Rangers? <laughs> think about it. Think about how cheesy and terrible Power Rangers was when we watched it First in like, 95. You correct yourself. It was not Listen, cheesy. It was amazing. No, it was very cheesy. Come when on. we were five, sure. Yes, I'm not. Yes. I'm not saying that you can't appreciate it, but like it very much reminds me of. Okay, so this was we thought it was cool. Like that first season of Arrow is like fine, and then everything after that's like, not, what not, are you doing? I wouldn't say everything. There's a couple mm. of seasons that are actually quite good. Um, there's like 30 shows now. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a or, lot, and none of them are fit to watch. Eh, Superman Lois is actually pretty good. You watched it? No. Okay. I haven't watched the season of Legends, but I'm pretty sure that one's still pretty good. Legends usually stays fun. At least fun enough. At least fun, yeah. The anyway. words fun and DC don't go together, so... <laughs> they, With they can. They should. Except, I'm a DC Patrol. guy, so... Except yeah, for Doom Patrol. I can say that. Yeah, Doom Patrol. <laughs> Doom Patrol's very fun. All right, moving on to Marvel Sorry. and all their stuff. No, it's okay. It's okay. We, we, get, you know, we got time to kill. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> Uh, uh, Kevin Feige says that Phase Four is about new beginnings, and this is interesting is because it? that's yeah. I, I thought about the conversations <laughs> we've had, Alex. It was like we've we've talked a lot about uh, the direction of of Phase Four. There's a direction. I'm sorry, I'll stop. It, it's hard to tell right now. It's hard to tell. We don't have enough incomplete. There's not enough information. If uh, uh, if, if if no one in this phase has a license plate on one of their vehicles that says a new start on it i'm going to be very disappointed any of any of you arrested <laughs> development fans out there <laughs> that's fantastic and i love you for it uh 
Kevin Feige also doesn't rule out Tom Hardy's Venom showing up in the MCU, which I said don't. Like it, like it's no, already you've already it. screwed the pooch. Screw the pooch. Pooch the pooch by. Yeah, <laughs> you screwed you screwed the pooch. Uh, by Are you not, Jacob? No, apparently both. Uh, both. <laughs> you've already screwed it up by not having the symbiote be related to Spider-Man before it goes to Brock. And then now it's just like, that's just a blatant money grab. You know, it's just like, why do it? In my opinion, in my opinion, if you can find a way to make it work. Cool. But don't really, there's care. definitely ways to make it work. And they well, we're about be. to get, we're about to get Dr. Strange too. That'll just screw yeah. everything up. I guess, everything. I suppose. Uh, fittingly, Scarlett Johansson says she has no plans to return as black widow, citing that she feels really satisfied. So good, Good for you, Scar. Good job, Colin Just. <laughs> I, I want to make a joke, and it's just too bad. It's too far. It's too far. Uh, the Black Widow writer, Eric Pearson, has talked about the Taskmaster twist, uh, noting that Tony Masters was in the uh, previous draft, then it got changed, and he said that he thought that it was a, a really appropriate change. I'm going to disagree. I'm just going to disagree. Taskmaster is a cool, cool character. We kind of got into this a little bit in the, uh, in the last episode. Um, So I'll, I'll I'll leave it there. You go back and listen to that. Uh, Anyway, uh, Oliver Richards says that his cameo in black widow was Ursa major and that he is the first mutant to show up in the MCU, which I thought was interesting. I honestly didn't even realize he was in the movie. Yeah, but has Kevin Feige confirmed that? That's what I'm say, saying. Like, like, if he, you could say whatever the hell you want, but that doesn't make it true. Yeah, I'm a millionaire. You, hey. I mean, you do wow. have a palace. I mean, let's. A you live in a mansion. Palace. It's a made pasta of, palace. Yes. Made of carbs. A penne palace. Hey, you're fine as long as it's not boiling water falling on your house. Well, uh, you know. With the planet and its soon <laughs> it will be. That is true. We're dying <laughs> at a ridiculous rate. Acid rain. Uh, Court Stoll's Yellow Jacket will reportedly return in Ant Man three, according to a senior writer. Um, which is funny because we watched him just get crunched up into a little ball and Multiverse. disappear. Or did you quantum realm? Did you just see him go quantum? Yeah, basically, it looked like the most Probably. painful way to do so. Or, or he's gonna show up, and like you're gonna think that he's Yellow Jacket, but he's like not gonna be Yellow Jacket. Just keep like a figment of Scott's imagination or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's We're, how they're gonna oh, bring him back. We all dropped acid before the he's movie gonna be. Started. He's really gonna be somebody called Bumblebee <laughs> from DC. Isn't Bumblebee a girl? Yeah, we gender swapped it. It's fine. I don't like that. Marvel does it all the time. It's fine. Yeah, right. it's, you don't need a reason. Well, look at Taskmaster. Because they do it all the time. Taskmaster. <laughs> I think we need to put quotes around it. Yeah, that's probably that's probably fair. Uh, Michaela Cole, uh, who you may know from uh, roles in Black Mirror and a small part in The Last Jedi, has been cast in Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Um, that movie's, you know, I don't, I, I just have no idea what's going to happen there. I'm kind of scared. We'll Little scared. No. Yeah. Uh, Loki's officially returning for season two. Uh, season two won't have the same director as season one, though, because she only planned for one season. I'm fine with that because, as we talked about before with Batgirl and a bunch of other DC projects, if you don't have an idea, don't sign up to do it. Just don't sign up to do it. We I don't-, don't know if this was confirmed, but I saw that it was supposed to have 12 episodes, but they cut it in half huh. because 
of COVID and everything else. So supposedly it was going to be one season. I don't know. Cause I oh, thought all the stuff was supposed to be basically six to eight hours of content, which is why even though WandaVision was only 10 episodes or, or whatever it was, it was only like 30 minutes. Yeah. So that it's, it's in that six to eight hour realm. So I, th- I thought that was the overall plan. If they did that, fine. I'm good. Go with it. Uh, Tom Hiddleston was quoted as saying that if you were asked to play R- Loki for the rest of his life, he absolutely would. And he feels that he's lucky to have played Loki for this long. Honestly, he's, he's been a, he's been an MCU stalwart since he showed up first. Time, Has so, made yeah. me like Loki as a character because prior exactly. to that, I did not like him. Like, well, I mean, you're not supposed to. <laughs> well, I mean, I was like, I just, I'd found him like uninteresting. Oh, okay. Okay. That's different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw this story and it made me think of you immediately. So I was happy that it happened on Boy. a uh, on a show that you were on. Kevin Smith has said that Werewolf by Night will join the MCU. I heard this. Um, he was supposed when he was doing the uh, Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. He was going to use that character, and they told him that he could not because he had plans for the future in the MCU, even though he cannot confirm or. Ne- deny what it was i heard it on i heard his podcast whatever so yeah yeah. i mean there's a logical place for him to show up yeah two i'll I'll give it to there's two places he can show up blade and um this little character oh god what's his name moon knight that's it that's it yeah all right uh so we got some emmy nods here for for marvel they got 20 emmy nods from wandavision and falcon and winter soldier um and wandavision i think got Best limited series, um, and Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany both got nominated for lead actress and actor in a limited series. They're really grasping at straws now, aren't they? I mean, in the time of COVID. Also, also I don't think they were that bad. I don't think they're that bad. Uh, well, I mean, think what what came out in. Hey, well, I saw Don Cheadle gets one for eight minutes of screen time. I was like, why? He's he wasn't even in it. All right, I forgot. I didn't even know. I honestly forgot he was. I forgot he was in it. I forgot yeah. he was in it. I'm not gonna lie to you. I completely yeah. forgot that he was there. It was probably like the first two episodes when Sam was handing over the shield, right? Yeah. Yeah, probably. probably. Yeah. I'd have to go back and rewatch it. I completely forgot. Just oh, yeah. Dumped it out oh, the old yeah. memory hole. Why would you do that to yourself, Mike? I'll I'll, I'll stop burying the MCU. Yeah, I I, I like Falcon <laughs> Uh, so Victoria Alonso, the Marvel Studios VP, has confirmed that both Miss Marvel and Hawkeye will premiere by the end of the year. Uh, which, I mean, duh. I mean, you, you said basically said that before. Uh, Josh Segura, who played uh, Adrian Chase in Arrow, um, is joining She-Hulk in an unknown role as of right now. And finally, Marvel is creating a mini studio that will be dedicated to anima- animation projects, which should make Sam nice and happy. Uh, I know how much you love uh, your animation stuff. Hopefully some risks in there as well with styles. And Hopefully whatnot. it's like only like strictly like 30s Disney. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it is Disney. Steamboat yeah, so. Mickey, but Marvel. Steamboat Mickey, back. but like Iron Man. Three frames per second, oh, black God. and white. Everything oh. hand drawn. Oh yeah, so there's wild inconsistencies mm-hmm. uh, from frame to frame. Yeah, Sam will yep. love that. <laughs> All right, finally here in this video game news, uh, Marvel's Avengers uh, Wakanda will be reusing nothing from the main game, according to the developer, which I think is a good thing. 
Uh, Christopher Judge, the voice actor Boy. from God of War's Kratos, will lend his voice to T'Challa in uh, Avengers when War for Wakanda uh, drops later this year. Go ahead, everybody, give me a boy if you so desire. I know you just did it, but it wasn't clean. Go for it. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our buddy Wes uh, does that to his youngest son and he screams it back, and it's amazing because uh, he's like one and, you know, he's little. I don't get to do that because I don't have a boy. So, yeah, it's okay. Girl. How about that? <laughs> doesn't, <laughs> doesn't, really, have, doesn't hit. No, it doesn't. Uh, and finally here, we, we got some information about a canceled Superman game called Blue Steel yeah. uh, from back when uh, uh, Superman Returns was was launching. And it was going to be like around destructive environments. I, I just I don't I don't think it's possible hot take to make a good Superman game. I just really don't. They've made two of them. I said two good, good ones. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Injustice one and two. <laughs> I still, again, disagree. Okay, they're not good Superman right. games. They're good games. They're not Superman games. Superman's uh, prominently featured. You do know that Rocksteady was had pro- had a prototype for that, right? Yeah, the people that it, did Arkham. Then it didn't have, happen. Yeah, but have you seen the stuff for it? No, I'm sure it would have been great, but it it doesn't count because it didn't get made. So I, saw, I I did see the the uh, gameplay footage for what you're talking about. Then, mm-hmm. like, it actually it. Didn't look too bad for 2003. Probably not. No, yeah, it was like on PlayStation 3. It was supposed to be like Justice League Unlimited themed. Did yeah. you ever play the uh, Hulk Ultimate Destruction? No. Yeah, it was bad. No, <laughs> was it? You're it crazy. Was, it was bad. It was. It was for my a Hulk l- game. You just like destroy shit. Yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> it was dumb. It was dumb. I, I did say I didn't have fun. It was dumb though. It was You're real dumb. dumb. I think I've played every Wolverine game. Yeah, some That's, of those are bad. Yo, games. that X2 game was great at Not, the time. Yeah. <laughs> at the time. At the there's time. a caveat. Yeah. Yeah. There's a huge asterisk there <laughs> at the time. And that's your news. Sweet. All right. So for tonight, we are going to be talking about two main things. Loki. If you haven't seen Loki yet, you can check it out on Disney Plus. There's what six episodes, an six hour episodes. each. We're going to be talking um, spoilers, so you'll want to watch that first. Yes. You can skip episode three. It's not needed. Is that the action-heavy episode? No, that's the one where they the budget's cut, and it's like five people, and there's a lot of exposition for 45 minutes. It's unnecessary. Mm. That one. <laughs> okay, so, so I'm going to so, go ahead and drop a uh, synopsis here real quick. Well, so we're, we're, we're talking Loki, and then we're going to run right into Batman, the long Halloween. So right, if so you... So if you haven't seen that, you can check it out on. Oh, you could purchase it digitally in a bunch of places. Um, is it not on HBO Max yet? No, no. Which is weird. Which is weird. <laughs> Jinx. They, they probably want that that money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, just clarify: yeah. this is part one. Part two drops at time of recording, like next week or something. Week after, correct. Digitally yeah. and then physically, like yes. two weeks after that. Yeah. So we'll talk about that later. All right. So Don't let's know. get into uh, let's get into Loki. Loki. All right. Uh, So the synopsis that I pulled was the mercurial villain Loki resumes his role as the god of mischief in a new series that takes place after the events of Avengers Endgame. Um, So, like, uh, there's, there's, that was it. That was it. I mean, I could run through the the episode synopses, which I have. No, that's fine. I just, Uh, I'm just building more, but sure. Yeah. The more, the more you you say the synopsis of of the shit that we're about to talk about, it just 
who writes these things? Because I, don't know. I, I gotta say, they're fucking awful. <laughs> yeah, so bad. Pretty sure. It's do nothing. It's like, oh yeah, it's a show about Loki <laughs> doing Loki things. Like, you want to give me a little bit more than that? Right. Fuck. All right. So uh, let's let's talk a little bit about. Uh, by the way, again, from here on, like full spoilers about this. So if you if you want to watch it, skip this, come back to it later. But like, flag if, it. You, if you're listening to this fantastic podcast. And you've not watched it? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Some people do that. Yeah, I don't know why, but some, some people do some that. Some people don't. Care. Whatever. Some people I'll take want it. to like actually get some information, and they don't care about spoilers. And I don't get those people, but they they exist. Yeah, it seems real a, backwards. I have, I have a co-host who like oh, I'll just look up the ending of this game. Why? Because he's a fucking like fool. you sort of you experience something. You, you gotta anyway. Listen, anyway, go back to Loki because I can talk for forty five <laughs> minutes. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> I want to talk about a little bit about like what you thought going into the series, what you thought it was going to be. Oh, I got opinions on that. Okay. So that trailer that they dropped like right before it launched, it reminded me of a certain little doctor who, you know, I expected it to be more like a time travel sort of like fun, like adventure of the week sort of thing, which would have been fine, which would have been great. And what we got wasn't, bad by any means like i didn't like i didn't dislike what we got but it wasn't what they had advertised it's like you went into it you got a little bit of that like that time related mystery and then it just went in a completely different direction and i'm just like this isn't what you were telling us before i I don't hate it but it kind of screwed me over on this one yeah marvel would never lie to you oh never (laughs) I kind of agree with you, Jesse. Like, I was looking forward to that that weird, offbeat, Hoovian type, like, show, and that's that's really not what it was. Um, I mean, I again, I'm not angry about what we got, especially after the final episode, which we will get to. But um, I, I was I was a little thrown off, I think, by uh, by what we got. It set a certain expectation that it didn't deliver on and it disappointed yeah. me. And usually with their trailers and stuff, they tell you shit. Yeah. They give you they get they're just like, hey, sizzle reel, big wom sound. You know, <laughs> like you get a whole bunch of stuff that you're just kind of used to seeing from them and you don't learn anything, but you're just like, oh, it looks fun. Looks like it could be interesting, sure. Yeah. And, and it's this just, one, it's just, just yeah, this one, there's like, here's a bunch of stuff. You still don't really understand what's going on, but at least you'll know it's this kind of a show, but it wasn't. It wasn't, yeah. I liked it a lot. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying I didn't like it. No, I'm yeah, just, it wasn't what I expected going the into. Expectation, it. Expectation. What was your expectation going? I had in? no, I had no real expectations going into it because, I mean, honestly, the trailers mean fucking nothing. Like, yeah, it was a different kind of trailer for Loki. I'll give that to you. Um, you know, it it definitely gave you, I guess, more of a sense of where the story or the like the feel of how the story was going to be than like any other mcu trailer but still i i i i've probably put no thought into <laughs> what the actual how the story was going to be laid out based on the trailer um and the, honestly i did the same thing for falcon the winter soldier wandavision i mean i i'm just i'm just waiting for the show and i feel like every time i put expectations on something it just like puts puts a down on it because it's just not what i was expecting even though it was amazing at the end of it um yeah. so anyway wish i had that power I, i'm like purposely not putting any expectations on this shit because it always just ends up being great in the long run 
and uh yeah I, I get that it's just like they modeled it as something that they just hadn't done before which yeah that's kind of was but like they had made it seem so much more different than it actually ended up being and that's what bothered me the most you know i will say i was really hoping they weren't going to just play like um like a repeat and do hey we ended off this with endgame so let's keep this train rolling time heist baby part two um and they didn't do that so i was really happy about that alice uh, what were your expectations going in you have to understand my of like my expectations going into it were changed by the previous two shows so like my expectations were like can this please be good because i'm (laughs) i'm bored like honestly and it's not to say that like either wanda or falcon and the winter soldier were bad it's just like I just feel like I'm in the middle of the ocean on a life preserver and I'm going nowhere. It's the way I've felt since Spider-Man. Right. And so I, I felt it was going to be time travel-y like Dr. Who ish, which I was fine with. Um, so, and it's Tom Hiddleston. So I didn't expect it to be bad. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> I think all of us were looking at it going, it's Tom Hiddleston. So uh, out of the, yeah. out of those three shows, like when, like when they announced like, you know, at Comic-Con like three years ago or whatever it was. And they're like, here's this first slate of shows. I'm like, Okay, Loki's probably the only one that's gonna like remotely interest me at all. Not to say because I'm I do I'm in for Benny in for a pound on the MCU at this point, so I'm gonna watch whatever. But Loki was the only one. It's like, well, he's proven, you know. Like we had seen, you know, Bucky and 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 Falcon and stuff, and we we'd seen Wanda, and but it's just like they couldn't. We haven't seen them carry stuff like we've seen Tom Hiddleston carry Loki for since you know Thor. The, what? Yeah, yeah, Thor. So. Uh, all right, so let's move on to talking about some of the, the characters here. So let's talk about Loki and his variants. So who is your favorite variant? Did you, did you have a favorite? What you say? The crocodile, man. The, the crocodile is absolutely my favorite. Yeah. I fucking love the crocodile. <laughs> love dude. that crocodile. Like every, every no time sense. the crocodile came Although, on Although I do love the classic dumb costume. Oh, yeah. Look, mm. that, that was pretty nice. Actually, I take, I take back the crocodile. Uh, firm number two. Kid Loki has been my favorite for a very long time. Um, and when you find out that Kid Loki had, had actually succeeded in killing Thor, you're just like, oh, oh, he wasn't fucking around. Yeah. All right. All right. Kid, Kid Loki, then Crocodile Loki. Uh, Jesse, did you have a favorite Loki variant? Not really. I mean, they were all fine to me. The Croc is probably the best because it's the <laughs> are, are we allowed to classify a certain character as a, lo- as a uh, Loki variant? I think if you're going where I think you're going, I I disagree. But sure, go ahead if you want. No, I'm just saying like she's never referred to as Loki. She has her own name. Yeah, I mean, she she's technically Loki, but she's not. Say her name. It's Sylvie. It's Sylvie. Okay. All right. Uh, so what do you guys think straight. about? What do you guys think about the Prime Loki variants journey through through the course of the series? It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it got a little weird. To me, it got a little weird between him and Sylvie. Did it, <laughs> though? To me, it did. I mean, Mobius definitely calls him out for being a narcissist. And what's more narcissistic than falling in love with a version of yourself? No, I mean, I get it. <laughs> to me, it was just weird. Yeah, it was definitely weird. The, the, entire, time weird. Just, the entire time, I'm just like, but th- th- that's you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Disney's I, I, got a th- Disney's got a thing with siblings and people related to each other falling in love with each other. Incest, you know? even 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 before their time. I mean, 
they Star Wars was before Disney owned them, but they acquired them. So yeah. now they have two properties. Clearly fine with it. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, I just felt like Loki almost became a background character in his own show at times. 100%. I don't know if anybody else felt that way, but like, yeah. I mean, it's not. It's, it's it not necessarily... Sylvie's show after a while. Yeah, and I don't. I don't. I'm not super mad about that, but uh, well, I mean. How, how would the story have worked if you'd switched Sylvie and Loki, even though they're technically the same character? Uh, I mean, like it would have worked the same way. Apparently it wouldn't work the same way. It wouldn't have <laughs> they're the same person, but they, they have different abilities. They, I mean, uh, I don't know if you noticed this, Alex, but she has boobs and he does not. So they're not technically the same person. <laughs> Just, just you know, throwing that out there as a possibility. Also, just all, all the same, all the same abilities. They just had to to look within themselves. Yeah, and and the power and find, was in him all the along. There's yeah. definitely there's definitely some flash. I'm not fast enough <laughs> moments in there. I'm sorry. I know we just did this like last night, and I went on. I went off, but like yeah, there's there's like some of those moments in there. But I feel like you know Loki's also kind of struggling with the fact that oh he knows he's dead and like there's very little he can actually do to change that at this point um but like i just feel like he kind of set himself aside um do anybody have anything else they want to throw up about loki real quick before i move on to uh, mobius uh i'm okay. fun yeah. uh i liked mobius um i thought mobius Ooh. was kind of a cool character cool intro to this mystical bureaucracy that is the tva um i'm wow. just I'm a, little, I'm a little mad we didn't get one i'm a little mad we didn't get one man like <laughs> it was right there there's a couple points where it would have like, been even better if tom hiddleston would have been done an impersonation have oh, you ever right. have you ever heard his owen wilson impersonation no is it oh is it great? it's i'll go i'll youtube that when i'm done yes um i thought mobius had an interesting story Especially once he figured out that he was plucked from a timeline. Yeah. Like that, that really, change. I really liked his character arc. His was a really strong one, in my opinion. Like mm-hmm. just to see his whole like world get turned upside down and how he reacted to everything. And I thought he did really well with that. Especially like his weird did they bone or didn't they bone relationship with Renslayer. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I was just like, mm, unsure. But like like their their back and forth was made the show feel interesting, at least from that side character point of view. Yeah. Uh, what were you guys' thoughts on, on Mobius overall? So Mobius was probably the first one that tipped the whole, um, you know, these people are, are just variants um, because there, there was the whole thing where Owen Wilson, he's, he's in his office and he's like looking over like a, like a magazine for for jet skis mm-hmm. he's like i don't know why but you know i just like keep going back to this and i just keep wanting to get a jet ski and that's just like the the first thing that makes you think oh wow well maybe uh wow maybe these wow. maybe uh this person could have been like you know in the in the real world um and they're just like here now for some reason so like going going back that's he he really laid the groundwork like his character but yeah. uh, Owen Wilson, oh my God! I mean, I I knew from the start that he was just gonna like bring this mood to the show, and this kind of like 
this levity but also grounding at the same time yeah and man did he fucking deliver um it was great i mean because there's so so much opportunity to be outlandish and uh (laughs) you know totally play into like the ridiculousness but he really like had this awesome back and forth with uh tom hiddleston you know where tom hiddleston he would just like loki would give it like you know fuck you you know you're you're not buying any of this so i'm going to tell you this and then wilson be like yeah well okay that's what you think uh go for it um but here you go that's actually not going to happen because this this and it was just like great every it, it was like he he just let him go and then just reined him back in every time even though you think he couldn't but he did it was just i gotta fantastic. say that's that's it's probably my my favorite mcu pairing like tom hiddleston and owen wilson like i i don't know there's very many other pairings that worked as well i mean like maybe hiddleston and hemsworth as yeah may, maybe anthony mackie and chris evans like for some reason they, they kind of worked a little bit um but outside of that not a lot not a lot what man. about the guardians are they just uh, that's that's not like a pairing though it's, it's like a full that's an ensemble yeah that's like a, a sandwich yeah like a really like a yeah. like a reuben it's like a reuben it's a very murdery Reuben. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell has just happened here? Uh, did you guys not eat dinner? I, I don't. Anyway, uh, anyway, any anything else on Mobius? Jet skis? Wow. Jet skis. Wow. All right. Uh, <laughs> so let's talk about Sylvie, who beca- kind of became the focus of the show uh, after episode one. So episode one happens, and all I can nice. think is. It's either kid Loki or it's female Loki. Like I was just like, just the, the way they were talking about the variant. I was like, it's not just another Tom Hiddleston. We might get another Tom Hiddleston, which we did president Loki and so on and so forth. But we weren't, I was like this, this main antagonist will not be uh, a enchantress. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> kind of disagree, <laughs> but uh, go ahead. Go, lay, lay it down. Alice, lay it down. I don't know. It's who I thought it was the entire time, just because she acted like her. She has, as you see, like within the third or fourth episode, she has the same abilities. And it's like, is this really going to be a Loki at the end? Which, you know, would have made the whole final thing a little less creepy, I guess, than, you know. And as you and I talked, I think eventually that's how they're going to introduce the Enchantress is like she no longer wants to be Loki or be a Loki and she wants to form her own identity. So, mm-hmm. I'll just be somebody else, and then that's how you get the enchantress. This is my thought. Uh, what do you guys think about uh, enchantress? Uh, enchantress. <laughs> God damn! What have you done to me? Because here's uh, the thing. Just... Here's the thing. Why are we referring to her as Sylvie when everyone else, all the variants, are considered Loki's? Like I know that, like I that's what think... she, she's calling herself. But she's always referred to as Sylvie. She's never referred to as Loki other than a variant. I did kind of think that the the entire show, I'm like, why do you get special treatment? I get exactly. like I get like you're like the only, I guess, woman variant of Loki, but like so far. Like, so far. Yeah. But we've seen. But it's like, what is that enough to warrant you being called something different entirely? Like, yeah, but w- would you Loki. would you have tolerated calling her girl Loki the entire time? Like that would have that lady Loki, lady Loki, that? Yeah, lady Loki would have been fine. That, but that, you can, but, or, or, or just Loki. 
you could just call her Loki, Loki, but you could also send the you could have a nod, be like, we've got all these Lokis and we've got us a lady Loki. Like just an offhand, like I don't know if, you, if that's okay. I don't know, but like you could have made know. like the remark one time and just acknowledge that she's a lady and then moved on. You didn't have to refer to her as Lady Loki. I'm just saying yeah. like one of those nods, like you it's in passing, like, oh okay. I don't know. Yeah. No, I get it. Call and then they, but I, I I don't know. I kind of don't like the enchantress thing, mainly because they refer to themselves as frost giants in that one episode where they're covering each other in a in a blanket, which I was like, why are you why are you called your fucking frost giants, bro? <laughs> like you don't you don't need yeah. to be I mean that's all right, fine, I guess. Humanize it for me a little bit, I suppose. Because they weren't really cold. They were you know. Yeah, they're trying to I know. <laughs> I know. Coexist. You think I ain't got moves, Alex? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Two kids say otherwise. <laughs> that that that's it. that says two times. That's it. Uh, Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, she was actually kind of at best in that very final episode. Well, actually, the episode where she cuts off the head of the the one uh, automatronic time lord mm-hmm. was great. Yeah. Um, but then in that very final episode uh, with with the Conqueror, which we'll get to in just a moment, I want to talk about Renslayer before we get there. So let's quickly hit Renslayer. What would you think about her character and her motivations shift from the beginning of the show to the end of the show? I found that pretty interesting as well. Um, just to see how like you had uh, Mobius who like, had the same, they were going through the same basic thing. Like their entire world's getting thrown upside down, but you saw how Mobius was like, okay, I understand this makes sense. Let's go do this. Where she's almost like in denial the entire time. She's like, no, no, no. no. She knew that she yeah. knew the entire time. It, well, she knew, but she was just like, yeah, this is for the good of, of everyone. Like, we for the need greater to, good. We need to like stick to this for route. all time, always. Yeah. And it was just like cool to see that like uh, the two different paradigms and like the two different trains of thought with this like whole moral question and everything that they had posed to them. Yeah, it was, I, I mean, tor- towards the end, you see Renslayer like is pretty much just letting Mobius do his thing with the Lokis because it seems like it could be the best means to an end to like get the answers that she's been looking for the entire time. Um, but I got to say one of my favorite twists of the season was finding out that like she knew the entire time like what was going on like that that everyone was was a variant um so yeah she was definitely one one of the more interesting characters i have to say and she didn't have if like practically any screen time i mean maybe maybe like 15 minutes total the six episodes you know if it goes certain ways then her actions are amplified right if you want to if because her connections to a certain individual who I assume we're going to talk about next yeah. um, could mean a lot more if they play it, their cards, right? No, they don't have to. It's not that important, but because of her connections with a certain uh, conqueror, you know, everything that she had done, you, she could lead you to believe that, okay, this is all, you know, this is for the greater good, but really she's working behind the scenes with somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. I thought she was uh so like I I went into the show thinking, oh man, Loki's just n- an unreliable narrator, right? Like he like you just can't trust him. 
you, you know this. You know you can't trust him. But almost the moment we got introduced to Renslayer, I was like, I don't know that I trust her. She's really confident in her job. But then Too again, confident. Like, yeah, there, there's there's a little bit of a, a problem with me personally where I don't I don't trust authority figures. So when Renslayer shows up and she's an authority figure, I'm doing air quotes if you're just listening. Uh, I I'm out. Like, I'm just like, nah, nah, you're hiding something. What are you hiding? Tell me what you're hiding. And uh, it, it was just it was just odd for her. And then when when she basically turned turns out to be a massive cog in this machine, you're just like, motherfucker, I knew it the whole time. So, uh, yeah, I, I actually kind of love that about her as a character. All right. Finally, unless you guys had anything else about Renslayer, obviously, she's going to show up in season two. So whatever. Uh, Kang. I, 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 I might. I might have something to say though. Okay, okay. So you're so you're going Kang next. Yes. Yeah. So is she working with Kang? Or so, is she is she working with Miss Minutes? Good question. But can we call him Kang? I, I mean, yes. It's a mortis. <laughs> it's, a, it's a variant. It could be a mortis it's at a, this point. Yeah, it's but a Kang he's variant. Yes, but he is referred to not as Kang. Right. Uh, he calls himself the Conqueror as well. Yeah. No, he didn't call himself the Conqueror. Or he's, he said people had referred to him. To, yeah, as, yeah, as the Conqueror. And yeah. we also know that Kang has m- many names throughout. Yeah, m- many names. Yes. Yeah, and so, but this version, again, I think yeah, like he's that's the thing. More than anything yeah, else. Is, yeah, exactly. Okay. I, I can accept that. I'm going to call him Kang, though. That's uh, fine. It's easier. Uh, I love Kang. Uh, <laughs> So what did you guys think about it? Like we only got it for one episode and for maybe and, 20 minutes of it. And he chewed up the screen. Good God. Did he like, I was texting Alex and I, like right after it happened, I was like, man, every second he was on screen, I had just this giant childlike grin on my face. Cause he just, he added that thing. Right. To, you know what? It Honestly, the kind of impact that that had, Maybe it's a little different for me because I came in. You, I expressed my complete frustrations with Mike after episode five, and I'm like, if they do not end this, I don't want to be that guy. Like I, you know, those people that complain about everything, I don't want to be that person. But I feel like there are legitimate complaints, and sometimes you get pigeonholed by like cer- certain things. But I was like, if they do not stick this landing, this is just going to amplify my entire frustrations with everything. But they did. Um, but I forgot my train of thought there. <laughs> what were you saying? So we we had been talking about yes. the fact that we we expected almost it to be a Loki at the end in the yes. in the in the building in the in the palace or whatever, but which would have made sense, right? Because it's the show is called depends. Loki, right? So it would have made sense. But like when he was on screen and like he comes down that elevator, like it popped me. I was like. Oh shit! Like they're like they're doing it. They're going with it. And like when he's doing his twenty-minute diatribe, I equate it not to the same level, but the impact was the same thing as like when Heath Ledger's Joker was on screen. Not, I'm not mm. saying they're the equal. I'm just saying it's like he talks, and you're just like you're just sitting there like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get what you're saying. And like he's he's doing the kind of like filling in that you've wanted for. 15 episodes of the mcu tv shows like he's moving shit forward for the first time in a year and a half is exactly how i felt it was like finally something means something i know and you know we'll, you know we don't have to get into the rest of it like you, you know 
all that other stuff. But it was the first time in watching the three shows that I was like, okay, we finally have a direction in which we want to move. And obviously it's multiple directions because there's multiple timelines and all that. Well, now. Yeah. So like it, it just had the impact, the first impact I'd felt since like in game or Spider-Man. Well, yeah, that's the thing too. Like I, I, I know exactly what you're saying. And I would, I would say that the only difference between this, like Kang's appearance in this last episode, then uh, the final episodes of WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like the the latter two felt like big finales at the end of like a, a great TV show. Whereas this was like, okay, we just found out some shit at like the end of a, an MCU movie. You know, like it it, it was just, it, it had a greater impact uh, yeah it had a greater punch to it like you know there was if, the falcon the winter soldier and wandavision you could tell like it all set up you know multiverse of madness and then uh falcon and winter soldier bam we got a new captain america um but you know this is just like okay you know kang's gonna be the big bad um yeah. or we or, assume or right? something maybe who knows it at least the- a part of it it was the first of the three to me that felt necessary. Yeah, and I was going to say necessary in a narrative way. Not saying that like those other two shows aren't going to be necessary later, but as like an immediate impact and a, a means of storytelling because we have been so spoiled by the MCU. They've built this huge narrative, this huge universe, and they've done all this stuff that we missed a lot of that. I mean, we got some of that, you know, when Spider Man, but like these two shows. There can be a there was a lot to be desired for me personally from those because like we went a whole year without stuff. And like those are the first two things that you come out of the gate with, and it's like, okay. And then this is the first one, it's like, okay, we're going somewhere. Like we know that there's they like to build over time, and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But it was almost like they didn't know what they were doing and they were just trying to get these out of the way, which you know, it's fine, but again. It, it yeah. had impact. I feel like the appearance of Kang gave Loki a you cannot miss this type quality. Like, Correct. like WandaVision kind of had that week to week buzz because it was so weird and so like just shrouded in mystery. You get those different classic TV eras, you know something's off, but you can't figure it out until you figure it out. And then and the fact that we doesn't... hadn't had anything in a year. Yeah. Helped. And, and I mean, it didn't, maybe it didn't end perfectly, but fine. You know, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier gave something a little different. It, 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 it shades more of the Captain America stuff, um, which is fine. It, it felt like it, almost an in-between a character journey into something else. And the, the end of that felt like, okay, we're setting this guy to be Captain America. Fine. This felt like, holy shit, if you miss this, a large narrative thing is like it's a big piece of the puzzle that you just now don't have yeah so that that's why i felt like kang was so so important to piggyback off that that's kind of you said it in a better way than i did that it felt necessary so you could in my opinion you can skip all of wandavision and you can go watch doctor strange and probably not miss anything right you don't it's not ne- a necessary viewing does it help yeah, I, sure. understand, I understand that yeah same thing with falcon and winter soldier like at no point did I ever think that it that Bucky was going to be Captain America? Never once did it cross my mind. No. So and it shouldn't have been. 
Right. And so the natural progression is like, okay, you watch Endgame, you see how that ends. And then if you skip this, that show, and then you go in to watch the next Captain America, okay, you're not going to question it really. Like, how did he get that? Like, you're, you're going to just be like, oh, okay, he has it now. Well, I mean, this wouldn't, wouldn't question it anyway, because at the end of Endgame, Steve literally gives him the shield. It's like, right. It's exactly. So that's so. Again, back to kind of like proves my, my personal view on it too. It's like this, while the first episode, you don't necessarily. You're just like, okay, where's this going? It's that that Marvel treat that we're we've been so used to with the post credit scene that's not a post credit scene that you get, and it's like again, it just has that impact that like I personally have been craving for like two years. Yeah, feel you there, feel you there. Um, so real quick, do you guys catch any Easter eggs that uh, that stuck out to you? Frog the, fan, the fan, oh, that the Thanos copter, Thanos copter, of course, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, so. Yellow- Yellow jacket helmet. Well, I don't. I, I caught an Easter egg because of where I went to the college on uh, like oh, the yeah. first or second episode, they show the town that I went to college, and like it's not like this super. It's not Nashville or like Knoxville or like it's Cookville, and like it's almost like somebody on the show is like went to school there or something. Because why else would you put that? Like no one, like you guys probably don't even know where that is. So it's no like. Idea exactly it's in between knoxville and nashville and so like i saw it and i was just like oh my god like oh my god and so there was that um did you i i saw the like after the first episode it was like right when they get loki and he's in the tva and all that did you see the whole thing it was supposed to be agent carter yeah so was that confirmed or just i i don't know if it was confirmed but i saw it and i was like huh kind of looks like peggy carter yeah Mm. it happens it happens Uh, it would make sense right yeah, we would. Uh, uh, Captain Carter. But yeah. we get that in What If, so, you know. I think that that's going to be the best thing we've seen so far because they're not, to my knowledge, restricted to any certain, like, narrative because it's What If. Yeah. It can be a lot more flexible. They can take more risk. Technically, so. they exist as multiversal stories. Correct. Uh, I'm a nerd. Uh, so, any theories on the the future based off of what happened in Loki. Everything uh, is like in flux at the moment. There's not much that you can really say. There's a there's a meme uh, uh, with Donald Glover from, from he's walking over the pizzas the and like every, everything's going on around him. He's just like, you, you motherfuckers. It's great. Uh, I did love that. Renslayer has been working with a version of Kang is I think going to be some of the fallout. Yeah. Um, obviously we're interested in what Sylvie is up to because you know you don't after she does what she does having, having her kill Kang was just like that we assume right yeah I mean we did see a body he, sure she ran, she, she ran a sword through him and then the multiverse went insane and, and then there's also the part where I'm assuming season two is going to pick up you know Loki's back at the TVA but it's a different version of the TVA because they don't know who he is. I hope there's like a thousand right. Kangs. Like, give me more get, of that guy. And you see that statue. You're like, oh, here we go. Yep. 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 It's yeah, crazy. Man. And I love it. I love it. Yeah. All right. Uh, wrapping this up. Why did you hate it? Why did you love it, Sam? Um, well, I, I loved it because I didn't. I, I had I had no expectations going into it. So to me, the whole thing was just a giant mystery, um, which I love. So I, I loved it because because of that. Um, hated it because 
I, I felt like there wasn't enough done with like Tom Hiddleston. You know, I, I just, I just, I wanted more from him. Yeah. I, and I don't even know, I don't even know what, it, what it could have been because, you know, he, it, the story fit and everything he did fit, but I just, I guess I just wanted more of the show. That's why yeah. I hated it. Uh, Alex, why'd you love it? Why'd you hate it? To piggyback off Sam, I hate is a strong word. I disliked it because it felt like a story that could have tightly been told in about four episodes, but they stretched it to six. Uh, I had told you kind of after episode five, I'm like, I don't understand. I get why that episode, that third episode exists, but it's kind of like you could have, you could have shortened that into like 20 minutes, but whatever. Um, but you know, it, again, we did, I wanted more, more, but like more, better more if that makes more, sense more more substance and less time yes basically and i know that's asking a lot but i liked it uh because it actually moved stuff forward because when, now it's like if you if, if the next couple of shows are kind of like a slow burn it's going to be it's going to um it's going to be more palatable because it's like okay we know kang we got it and it's like almost like they should have let off with this but then if, in hindsight if you know how the other two went it's like I don't know. I feel like Loki would have been the one to lead off with because it's like that's the one you're the most familiar with based off of the most previous, you know, movie and in game. Yeah. COVID. COVID. I I sure, yeah. but you're Disney, bro. You have more yeah. money than God. You can do what you want. So don't yeah, COVID's not an excuse that Disney gets away with, in my opinion. Yeah. Jesse, why'd you love why'd you hate it? Uh, I hated it because of the misrepresentation going into it, and it turned out to be not what they had sold to me initially. Uh, but I loved it just because like the characters were fun. Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston were great together. Wow. Uh, I I hated it because we didn't get a, a wow at all. Like I just wanted it so bad, and I just didn't get it. And I expected it, and I feel let down. Uh, I loved it because Kang. Uh, so give it a score, one to five, boys. Uh, three and a half. Above average for me. Just to say, I like some of the other MCU shows better, but it was good. Four for me. Uh, I, th- I think Kang really sold it towards the end there. Uh, I'm going to go three and a half. I kind of like dipped out during like two of the episodes almost entirely. <laughs> and I, I had to like, I was just, I just got bored and I, I had to go back and rewatch them. So three and a half. <laughs> Alex. I'll give it a four based off of the ending and only because I think it's better than the other two that we got so far. Okay. All right. Uh, let's move into long Halloween. Um, Never. So, do, you, do you want the synopsis here? We're just going to roll right into it. Sure. Let's see. Let's see what, right. what, yeah. What's Jabroni wrote. Uh, uh, it's a dark time in Gotham city held hostage, <laughs> hostage by the powerful Falcone family. The city is rife with crime and corruption. <laughs> Adding to the corruption. <laughs> stop, stop. I can't. I can't focus. Please don't. Adding to the chaos is the mystery, mysterious holiday killer who has been targeting the underworld and leaving a trail of terror and body bags. <laughs> oh my God. It's actually a synopsis. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, it's good enough. Um, so again, full spoilers here. So if you have not watched it, um, spoilers on a 30 year old book 
Yeah, I mean, so basically. you say that, but yeah. I'm the only one here that actually has not read it, so... Yeah, 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 I'm DC, done. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. <laughs> DC Universe Infinite, just pull it up and go ahead and, go ahead and read it. Uh, so I guess that you just disqualified yourself from the comic accuracy part yep. of this conversation. Uh, Jesse, so, it is my absolute favorite Batman story of all time. It is. It's been on my to-read list. I just I haven't gotten around to it. People always point to Dark Knight Returns, but I think it's better. Uh... All right, so let's roll through characters here. Uh, what do you guys think about Batman in this movie? Specifically, the fact that he was voiced by by Jensen Ackles. Fucking hated it. <sighs> yeah. Fucking hated uh, it. I so, think I think he did such a shit job. So I I, I noticed this within like the first like ten minutes of the movie, and I'm not usually one to notice things like this, but I'm just like, it's either the writing or it's your acting. But you sound so bored and stiff right now, and I hate it. I hate it so much. And I love, I like Jensen Ackles. Like I was a fan of Supernatural when it first started, and like he was my favorite character on there. No, but... too long. Uh... <laughs> just, just a little bit. The problem is, is that it's not Kevin Conroy, right? It's not no, even that. I'm, I'm willing to accept someone other than Kevin Conroy. I'm it's not, hard. No. It's real just, difficult. Like who's yes, the dude Kevin... that usually does it? Like otherwise, it's um... Troy, it's Troy Baker usually. Really? Well, well Troy Baker well, did Troy... it in the Telltale series. Troy um, Baker has done it. Um, God, who's I'm the other guy that does it? Uh, we got Troy Baker in this movie, but as the yeah, Joker. Joker. Yeah, um, the dude that does uh, the voice for RoboCop. That that was so weird. The, the way your green screen cut that out, it looked like you were imaginary drinking something there, Mike. You're just like, I was, was. <laughs> Isn't it like Jason um, something? Um, oh, Jason Bourne. I don't know. Like Jason Momoa. Bourne. Jason Momoa. <laughs> I'm hold on. I'll I'll look it up. But it's the all guy. Right. Yeah. Anyway. So. I, I, there, there have been a bunch of other people. Like, all right, so under the red hood, Bruce Greenwood. Like, there's, there's this Jason guy who <laughs> has done Jason O'Mara. I want to yeah, that's it is. Peter, that's Peter Weller. Peter Weller. Okay. Peter uh, Weller did it in Dark Knight Returns. It's the voice yeah. of Robo. I think, I think okay. Jason O'Mara is, is the guy. He's done, he's done a lot, a yeah. lot of Batman. Like, um, there, there's a bunch of good voice actors that have done Batman, but like within the first, like you said, like ten minutes of mm-hmm. it, I was like, "What the fuck?" Are you, I, like, come on. I still, I still don't know if it was the writing or if it was him, because like the writing was not great. The no, it really was wasn't. So like <laughs> stiff and unnatural, and like, oh, you just made a joke, ha 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 ha. Like, yeah, what? <laughs> it really reminded me of the Killing Joke. Like, I went to go see the Killing Joke in theaters. Um, and I was like embarrassed to be watching that. Like, it was just so bad. The writing was fucking awful. Like well, nothing I mean, landed they also, in that. They also they also didn't like keep that story. They didn't. No. Right. Uh, yes. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I I, I thought it's fine. I, like it, it didn't bother me at all. Honestly, I don't think he spoke that much. He didn't. But when he did, that that's what made it so bad. When he did yeah. speak, it was just like why. Right. I was trying to find who played Batman in Arkham Origins because it's not Kevin Conroy. Oh, no. yeah, that person did a good job. Yeah, too. I forget who it was. Um, yeah, I mean, look, you kind of w- always want like the problem is we're fucking spoiled, right? Like we we are of a, of a time where Kevin Conroy was our Batman five Ro- days a week. Roger Craig Smith. Uh... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the same guy that plays uh, Arthur Morgan? Uh, I don't remember. I didn't, I didn't pull all the voice actors. Um, sure. But yeah, anyway, 
like we're, we're spoiled because we grew up with Kevin Conroy as our Batman and he's reprised it like a fuck ton of times. Right. So when you don't get Kevin Conroy, that's the voice that's in your head. When you get a change, it's like that, that change just doesn't go well uh, all the time. Like I thought he was fine. It was, it wasn't stellar, but I thought he was. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Um, well, Harvey Dent, how do you guys feel about uh <laughs> So I, I, I'm not going to lie. Every other white male character in this movie was so interchangeable to me. I'm like, wait, who are you? You all look the same. Uh, I I felt that like, we'll talk about the animation style, like right after we talk about the characters, right? Cause I, I got, I got things to say about the animation style. Uh, but just, I felt like at times he may have been a little, little over the top as hard. Uh, yeah. Just, just a little. Like I just, I mean, and that, if that's what you want, if you want a more brash DA, fine. But I felt like just maybe overacted a little bit. Well, what I felt was like, wasn't like a lot of his psychosis uh, as a result of like the acid burn and everything. Like he wasn't like that before that, right? No, there was always, no, he always did have like he always did have a little psychological bit. issue. Okay. I always yeah, thought that was a yes. result of the accident or well, not accident, the incident. That was more or less just like an easy way to like physically manifest his mentality. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Alex, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, uh, we got uh, Catwoman voiced by um, the late Naya Vera. Uh, I th- I thought her I thought her voice acting was actually really good. Yeah. Um, I actually quite enjoyed her take on on Selena Kyle uh, in this. And apparently, I guess she, she finished it because she's supposed to be in, uh, in part, two as well. part two. Yeah, I imagine it they probably okay. did it all at once it and was... then just kind of split it at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you guys think about? Wasn't here there. Troy Baker's Joker. That was the I, best part of it. I was coming into this knowing that Troy Baker could already do it because he's the Joker in Arkham Origins, and mm-hmm. so part of the issue is when people do Joker, they try to impersonate Mark Hamill's Joker. Yes, yes, but. Troy Baker is the only one that's been able to do it differently enough to me that he has his own take on it, but is still similar enough like to familiar, Mark Hamill. Yeah. So like, except for Jensen Ackles, I didn't actually know any of the voice cast going into this. Um, so when the Joker first popped up and I'm listening to the voice, I'm like, is that Mark Hamill? That's not Mark Hamill. It sounds just a little bit too off to be Mark Hamill, but it sounds pretty close. So I looked it up. I'm like, that's Troy Baker. I can tell job. you this about Troy Baker. So in, this is a side side note here. So obviously we got Mark Hamill to do the famous monologue in the killing joke, Ugh, whatever. Um, but Troy Baker did it at a comic con in like 2013 and it's better. He does it as the Joker and it's better than Mark Hamill did it in the movie. Just, just YouTube it and you'll be like, Oh shit. Like this is good. And that's how I knew when I watched that, this was before Arkham origins came out. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, we're in good hands. Because I, I like Troy Baker as yeah Troy that Baker's guy great. is a freaking vocal chameleon yeah like it's insane it's insane uh, and uh, Commissioner Gordon would you guys uh, how'd you feel about Gordon as a character in uh, in the movie having just watched Harley Quinn <laughs> <laughs> look look that's a different. Thing I know altogether altogether so like, I like this, Christopher Maloney. so this this 
version of Gordon is like, okay, this is Gordon. Like I get yeah, it. This yeah. is regular. Straight, straight up and down. I mean, there, there should not have really been any comedy in this. Like right. if there's comedy in this, I'd be like, why? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be pretty mad about that. All right. So let's talk about the animation style real quick. Um, I, I was not a fan. I was not a fan of like, so I think they, they went for something that they just, they just, miss the mark on it's very heavy black gothic outline on the characters and like that's where i think the stiffness came in right like mm. because like things would move like it just felt like it, the dub it, was off at times it just it felt like they dropped a frame like every five frames or something like that like there was just like a certain like choppiness to it like i felt like it could have been cool if they had i don't know made it more fluid it was it was like it's like watching people really stiff on stage like, right. try and act. And like, like that's not how animation should be to me. I understand what they're going for. I just wasn't for me. I it's, will it's, say it's, this. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. go ahead. I will say this. Obviously it's very hard to mimic Tim sale. It is. Um, and his art in the book is iconic. Like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say it. it, it represents what you think Gotham would look like and what these villains would look like. Right. Because a lot of people like to portray the villains as like, well, they're 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 humans, but like, you know, they had they were like, Tim Sale makes the scarecrow and like, you know, obviously the Joker with his gigantic teeth and smile. Like, that's 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 what I see and that's what I wanted. I understand that like to do that would cost a lot of money. I understand that, and I appreciate that they went for something different than the stereotypical like yeah. regular DC animated like that we're so bored of. So I appreciate it. Do I love it? No, but I will. I'll give them points for trying. Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was, a for effort. It was awkward, um, especially like to your to your like dropped frame thing. It made me think of one one thing. It's uh, into the Spider Verse because that was like a big part of the animation style. A mm-hmm. lot of dropped frames and into the Spider Verse. But it worked. Um, but it worked. It worked for that. In this. It fucking did not. Um, and mainly because it really came out as obvious that that's what they were doing during the people's like facial expressions, like and the changes. There was one, there was one in particular for Harvey Dent that my wife and I were fucking like almost in tears, <laughs> cracking up at. It, he like gave this person a hug. His wife, Gilda. Okay. Yeah. It was, it was her. And then, but it was like the camera was on his face and he was like, and then <laughs> yeah, it, was weird. it was really weird. I got to give you that. Like, that was weird. What the fuck is this? And then every, like every time uh, two face talked, it was like, uh, my, it's so on the nose, like every single fucking time. Uh, it was just like infuriating that he could not go like one or he, he couldn't go like a few lines without having like a two-face reference like oh i'm feeling two-minded about this one like get the fuck out of here like you're not even two yet shut the hell up seriously man it's the problem uh, with duality right anyway yeah the animation style i just it was it was better like you said because it wasn't the usual thing that they've been doing since like 2010 um and it also wasn't the iconic artwork that you get from yeah. the book um so it, it was a tough it was a tough sell 
you know, tough thing to do. I'll give them that. And they did a good job with it overall. But yeah, they missed the mark. Interestingly, talking about Tim Sale, it's written by Jeff Loeb. Marvel. The, mo- the movie was was written by Jeff Loeb. So um, is it? Yeah. He got he wrote the script. Yep. I thought he was working. I thought he was still working at Marvel TV. The that doesn't exist anymore. It's oh yeah, that's right. It's he was the Netflix Marvel's, one. Marvel Studios. Um, but yeah, I didn't so, know. Um, yeah, I was I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. You went and got the actual writer, so he gets paid that money, Alex. He gets paid that money. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, Double dip. A little inside inside thing. Uh, so what do you, like? So what did you think about like the co- the comic versus the movie? Well, the comic's obviously better. What did you think? (laughs) The comic's obviously better. Of course, the comic's better. I'll say this. I am one of those people that, like, when you adapt something, I do not expect a one-to-one retelling of what it is. I do, however, expect it to keep the same vein of what the story you're trying to tell. You know, we kind of ran into that problem with Hush, where it's like, Mm. you make a Hush movie, but... Almost a one-to-one. Yeah, right? And so, with... (sighs) because it's a two-part movie so we're it's like okay so we're giving it longer than the stereotypical 90 minutes or whatever which is fine fine. i've always thought that it should have been a 12-part miniseries whether it be animated or live action preferably animated like spend that hbo money on it get that great art style and really like each episode you can delve into the holiday of the killing it's supposed to be and then you can do your exposition and all that you know, obviously, it's it's fine. Like, I don't. It's it's weirdly one. Of, it's not. Is it great? No, but it's one of the better things we've gotten out of DC animated in the last like six or seven years. Because I've not I, liked anything. I agree. I actually except for TMNT versus Batman, dude. That was I just watched that. It's great. It's, fucking amazing. it's great. And it, and, and <laughs> like the thing about that is, it's not even based off this any of the three stories. It's its nope. own thing. It's but it's, it's still it's great. Um, well, I. I, I would it's, I have to say uh Justice League Dark and just and Justice League Dark Apocalypse are the best are, are the best ones to come out from DC animated. And I, yeah, I mean I thought like, they were fine. They're they're the best ones. Hands down. The writing the writing was there, voice acting was there. And do we like this, um Red Sun? Um, Red Sun was okay. It was right. fine. I don't love that story, anyways. So I like the story. I just yeah, I, like, I don't I hate like the it. comic a lot. But yeah. yeah, the comics are like it's probably one of the only Superman stories I actually enjoy. All Star <laughs> Superman. All Star Superman is good. Um, <laughs> he's like <laughs> you, whatever. He, he's not a huge so, Superman guy. That's so right so comic comic to movie. You were you were saying? Yeah, I I liked it because they kept a lot of the mystery uh aspects in it like i it's where i feel batman is his best as a detective doing detective work and like i remember watching it and go (laughs) i remember watching it thinking you know what this is kind of what i want out of that like and they really haven't done it in any kind of like movie show format like there's just no i mean beware the batman there's a little bit um, there's a lot of gadgetry and stuff like that, but it's not like detective work. Like this so, is this relies on him solving a mystery. An important part of the story too that they they touch on, but not as much as I would like is 
the Wayne's family or the Wayne family, I should say, and their connection with the mob. Right. Mm-hmm. So they touch on it because one of the, like when you first open up the long Halloween, you have the wedding scene, right. Which yep. is sort of like the Godfather. And like they replace that with, you know, him being in, with Bruce being in his office and whatever. And it's like, you're delivering the same message. So like, that's fine. Like, that's fine. But like, I wanted a little bit more of like the under, cause that's what I think it's ultimately what I like a lot about it is like, yes, you have your rogues gallery, but this is still, a story about the mafia and i love the mafia i was about to say and you have a little bit of the session i have a bit yes i do and so but it also shows like you don't most of your batman stories that everybody loves it's all about the rogues this is like the one that while the rogues are important the most important aspect is the falcone family right and so that's just something completely not necessarily unique but like that it highlights this family more so than like the the rogues gallery and so, like, they still have the essence of that story and everything else. And, you know, like, the Waynes, their dirty money and all that other bullshit, which is fine. It's great. So. I do enjoy that. Um, so what what else really stuck out to you about the about the movie overall? Anything in particular? Yeah, putting the uh, getting rid of the Irish and making them the triads was weird. Oh, yeah. I forgot I about like, that. I like, I what is it? <laughs> they're <didn't>, not. <laughs> I didn't love that. Yeah. I mean, fine, I guess. It's but. it's fine, and you can argue like it's just a rival family, so they don't risk. And it's like, no, you yeah, don't understand. Be, I guess they don't. But yeah, but fine. like, it's the Irish and the Italians. Like, yeah, it's a, like there, you know, there, there's that's, history there. There's history the there. There's not real history between the Italians and you know the triads. triads. Yeah. So that was it was weird enough to where I'm like, I don't remember the triads being in the book, and I mean, I read it about every two years around yeah. Halloween. So like, sure, I may have like forgotten some things here and there, but I was like, I'm pretty sure this is, and then yeah, I went and looked a, in there. That's kind of a big deal. Yeah, it's kind of a big deal. Um, so I, I know we're getting a, a second part. Uh, do you, did this make you feel like, oh god, I need to, I need that second part, or are you just like, mm, okay, I'll watch it uh, when I watch I, it? I mean, to me, because I have never read the books, and I probably will try and read it before this next part comes out. Um, to me, it's just like, well, there's the mystery soul that I would like to know. Like, okay, what's going on here? I will not spoil it for you. I since want you to have so bad. I, yes. <laughs> and I thought, honestly, that part was done really well. Because if you've never read it, you might be like, oh, holy shit. When it happens. You yeah. know what? I, you you guys know what I'm talking about. He doesn't. Yes, so yes, yes, yes. I will not ruin that. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna try and read it before we do the next bit, though. So we got a little bit of time. So yeah, you do. Plenty Purely based on how they executed part one, I, I, I just aside aside from how well they're playing the whole like mystery aspect of it, which is the best thing that they've done, mm-hmm. and the only good thing that they've done, in my opinion. Um, I. I could do without a part two and they could have just stopped at part one, not told me anything else. <laughs> Let me ask you this as what's the most important part of this story to you? Is it, is it the art? Is it the acting or is it the story? So it would be the acting and the story. Okay. So one of the, do you feel that the story is as someone who has read it? Do you feel that the story is up to par? Yeah. It was just okay. misrepresented for okay. sure 
Um, that's and fine. that's, and, and that's what make that's what bothers me the most. Like if they change the story, um, that would a, <laughs> that would piss me off. Um, <laughs> and then, but you know, if the voice act, if the, if the acting was good for that story change, I might be into it, but because they fucking like butchered the acting with a great story. I'm like, like, there's no, there's no excuse. You, you have so many people that have to listen and do all these takes for all these people doing these lines. It's like, how do you let the shit slip by? You, I mean, this it's just fucking trash. I mean, just, just listen to any of the good stuff that we've gotten. Like, even within the last few years. I mean, Justice League Dark Apocalypse. That was fucking phenomenal. Just to, like, get the voice director for these movies that are actually good and put them on these stories that are amazing. There's no excuse for it. It just drives me nuts. We talked about it earlier, but we are so incredibly spoiled by the fact that the yeah. Batman, the animated series exists and they all recorded in the same room. And Oh yeah. It's yep. for the last yeah. 20 years, all of that's this stuff not. has been recorded in a booth solo. Right. And they're not feeding off the emotions. And that's where that's st- a lot of that stiffness comes from. And there were times, I didn't say this when we were talking about the, like, the voice actors, there were times that they kind of sounded like they were in an echo. You know what I mean? It's, it's almost yeah. like they were recording at home and they sent it in and they're like, eh, this is fine. Right. Only a couple of times that it happened. And I don't know if it's because I was listening for it or, or whatever the case may be, but there was a few times where I'm like, mm, you definitely did this at home. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, so between like the, the, the acting and the on the nose writing just that bothered me a lot. All right, so let's go ahead and wrap with a why'd you hate it, why'd you love it, and your I'm, overall score. I'm done. <laughs> I, already, I already did this. Um, I hated it because the voice acting slash writing was awful and the animation was not great. Uh, I tolerated it because <laughs> Catwoman was fine. No, the yes. Joker. The, no, and the, the Joker, Joker was good. Joker was good. The Joker was good. Yeah. Mystery. It's about that. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> Alex, uh, yeah, you know, again, I don't want to say I hated it because of the animation, obviously, you know, coming it's, in. All right, so uh, just I hold up for it. You're fine. The, the hate it is is it's an extreme. It's just to make you say something bad about something that's good, and the love it is to make you say something good about something that's bad. So I, I hated it. Be, I hated it because it's not what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. I feel that. Thank you. I feel that. <laughs> and you loved it because. It's the long Halloween, and it's better than what I expected. <laughs> Good. I'm a, uh, I'm a very hard person to please. <laughs> no, not you. Not yes, you. me so much so. <laughs> and I often will criticize something and still love it. I know that's. Yeah, uh, I see you do that too. Uh, <laughs> so uh, for me, it was I I hated and I legit hated the animation style coupled with some of the voice acting decisions not great um but i love the portrayal of the mystery um along with obviously catwoman and and joker um and even some of the falcone lines were were not bad like some of those deliveries but for the most part no no yeah so there's one thing that does make me excited about this and that is the fact that like the batman that's coming out it's supposed to be more like detective uh, oriented of a movie. Um, so if they're trying to make a push for 
putting out all these like DC animated movies where it shows Batman through that lens. I'm all for it. Keep going with that because I mean, we've been, we've been getting the same kind of Batman really since after the animated series run. So like mask of the phantasm and you know, that whole, that whole series ended. And then you get a little bit in like justice league, but really from then on, it's like the same kind of Batman. Are you talking strictly um, in animation? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Strictly in animation. So I, I I like where this is going. If this is the direction that they want to do it, um, because it's ushering in a new era of getting people into this different side of Batman that they might not know. So I, I do like that coming out of this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, overall score. I will give it a three two five. I think I'm going to be generous and give it a two. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to uh, mm, just because of the mystery aspect alone, I'm going to give it a two and a half. Holy shit! And 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 the Joker, <laughs> the Joker, dude. I'm serious. Once the Joker showed up, stole the show and made I, it, everything bearable. The writing and the animation just bothered me that much. Yeah. Yeah, I th- I think it's for me. It's like the the fact the mystery was so plotted according to the book. That I was just like, yeah, okay, this this is that, slightly north of average. That is why I'll give it a three and a half. Okay, based off the story alone, just story. But like I said, like the rest of it, like if if they deviated if they deviated from the story a little bit, like the, the core of the mystery, I I would have I would have tanked it would have tanked the score for me. But that's okay. Uh, you know, all different people, all different opinions. I love it. Feels good. Feels right. Before we go. I feel a little jip that you've not asked me about Moon Knight. <laughs> I mean, like, as like the only person besides yourself who is like completely infatuated I, with the character of Moon Knight. I mean, we've talked about. Moon I Knight bought twenty six issues of co- of number one. By the way, <laughs> listen, listen to me. You and me have been talking a lot. All right, <laughs> like a lot. Specifically, it's about good. Moon go Knight. check it out. It is. It really. It's really good. Go buy it. Uh, if you do want a copy from us, please, please uh, buy it. I need, I need longer than 20 issues, please. Yes. Uh, yeah. So how'd you feel about that first issue? Just overall top to bottom. Was, for me personally, it was good, but I only had one real complaint. And, yeah. comp- and spoilers for a book that's like four, three days old. Um, I was able to get it last Friday, but the, the falling back on the trope of, okay, this is the, the evil or the, 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 the other version of moon Knight, like we did, we've done that ad nauseum with Randall Spector. It's fine that we have it. And I'm sure that they will take it in a different direction and that's fine. I'm all for it. I just didn't think we would get it in the first issue. In the first issue. I, I think there's other stuff going on. I wanted more. I wanted the first big bad to be a more of a supernatural type of, I mean, villain. he does dust like three vampires up front. Sure. <laughs> like sure. two, I'm sorry, two. Yeah, but uh, I thought I thought it was a, an absolute fantastic introduction for anyone who's never read a Moon Knight and is jumping in, and, and it's agree. also got a, a, some deep, deep references that people who have been reading Moon Knight for twenty years would understand. Yes, it scratched so it every itch in my great. brain. It was good. Yep, I enjoyed. There's your Moon Knight corner, everybody. All for right, those who care and those who don't. All right, everyone so, should care. <laughs> so, Alex, go ahead and plug yourself one last time. Uh, the podcast is on Twitter at Spag Policy Pod. That's S P A G. Uh, Instagram Spaghetti Policy Podcast. Twitch.tv slash Lords of Spaghetti. 
or on iTunes, Spotify, your refrigerator, wherever you want, <laughs> wherever you, wherever you want us, we will be my dryer. Sure. If it has internet capabilities and streaming capabilities, we're there. <laughs> All right, Alex, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, everybody, uh, thank you for joining us as well. Uh, be sure to check out our live stream, the 730 Extravaganza Bonanza Implosion Explosion sometimes uh, every Thursday night unless we change it. And if we do, we'll let you know. Um, <laughs> be sure to check out Mike's Thick Stack. And dinner date with Mike, uh, yes, as well yes. as our T Public page. Um, merchandise is always better with our name on it, so please go out and purchase that. Yes. I've got um, one of those. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tell, tell tell people about it. Where what's yeah. your what's your thing there? Oh, what me? No, I'm saying I've got one of your shirts. Oh yeah, that's nope. your 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 show's T Public. Oh yeah, we've got like a thousand designs. Yeah. <laughs> like Just I'm not even kidding. Well, we one. we literally put out a design a month. That's so you awesome. should go. You should go check it out. Yeah, please pay for that hosting fee for our podcast. Yes. <laughs> All right, everyone. So thank you so much for joining us tonight. Until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Mike. I'm Jesse. And I'm Alex. Alex. Yeah. <laughs> Again, thank you so much. Thank for you for having us. me. Yeah, absolutely, man. Anytime. So uh, everyone, thank you, and we will uh, talk to you, or you will hear us next time. Everyone, stay twisted. <laughs> <laughs>